0: Our culture is disintegrating. Hey...
5: on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
4: I gotta ask you this, out there, Christian America.
3: It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Dobenmeyer. Well,
6: I don't
4: know about you, but this uh, holiday marathon is wearing me out. It started Friday night, and then here's Saturday, and then Sunday, and then today is uh, Independence Day, and Golly. Just had a hard time getting up this morning. In fact, my, my wife kind of elbowed me and said, You getting up, to do a show this morning? I said, Yeah. I said, Betty will be there. Betty will be there. There'll be a couple others there, so I'll get up, we'll do a show together. What better way to what better way to start out uh, the new week, new year, whatever you would call this thing. And getting to fellowship together here this, this morning. Crazy, man. Listen, folks, I have you guys seen this just kind of off the top of my head here, real quick. Have you guys seen What's going on in Lake Mead? Has, has anybody seen that? Hey, Spencer, go quickly to uh, – uh, I just thought this real quick. Uh, let's go real quickly to uh, Steve Quail. Go to stevequayle.com. i was going to throw this up. Uh, stevequayle.com. Hi a boy. And then click on uh, – folks, there's, there's stuff going on all around us. Is Myra with us today? Adam? if I saw Myra in here. Myra's That'd here. Be a- I'm here, All Coach. Right.
2: Good
4: All morning. right, yeah, no yeah, yeah, scroll, scroll down a little bit for me, Spence, if you will, and look, uh, click on. Keep going. Come on, dude. He doesn't go to Steve Quayle very often. There we go. There we go. All right. Oh, stop! 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 Uh, the drugs. we on down. I'm sorry. I want to show you this. This is pretty amazing. No, where is it? Talk to go. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Holy smokes, you guys think I'm making it up. I'm sure I saw on Steve Quayle this morning. Lake Mead, man. Lake Mead is drier than a boom. Lake Mead, friends, that's Hoover Dam. That supplies water everywhere, everywhere, all throughout California, Utah. Yeah, Spencer found it. Scroll down there, Spencer. Look at, stay right there a minute. They found this thing. It's 185. Lake Mead is down 185. Folks, did you hear what I just said That say? Lake Mead, the reservoir, is down 185 feet. Drought. Down 100. In other words, a couple years ago, if you were in a boat on Lake Mead, the bottom would be at least 185 feet deep. Now, that water's gone. And you're down 185 feet. Show me a couple of pictures of this, Spencer. Scroll down, there, man. Wake up. And the, the things that are buried on the bottom are popping up now that they're finding it. This, this, folks, this is a this is really really a crisis. If you look at the walls around, around Lake Mead, uh, you can see the levels of where the water normally is. This feeds Los Angeles, Las Vegas. You figure, look, look at that. Look at that. My goodness, folks. <laughs> Something's happening here what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Go ahead Trump, got your hand up. This is kind of a flea flicker Monday. I got I got some stuff that we'll, we'll get after. Go ahead Mark.
0: Yeah, they're going to they're going to divert the water to California instead of Arizona and South Denver, all the places it goes or Las Vegas, they're going to divert it to California. So that's the outcome of what's left there. And what about that's all it. the other people?
4: Mark, how do you you ever refill a reservoir that's that's lost 185 feet of water?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) remember when the Mississippi was flowing backwards and then ran dry and the barges couldn't? So the Earth's crust is separating and the water is going below the surface.
4: That's right. Uh, Craig Craig Mickle would tell us it's also that uh, grand solar minimum. I'll give him some time to talk about that maybe at some point. Yeah, folks, there's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, Patriot, Kevin, that'd be you. Come on in here real quick. Myra, get ready. going to pray yeah, us in. Well,
0: I, was, I was just going to say, you know, um, the water that goes through Hoover Dam produces electricity. And as far as I've heard, half of their turbines aren't working right now. So that yeah, and then that, add, sure. add that to also Lake Powell is in the same condition as well. And Steve's been covering that. But notice you're not seeing anything on this on the mainstream media.
4: No nope. so we they're so right. we don't have any water, we don't have any food uh other other than that, we're doing pretty good, aren't we, folks? yeah, we're doing pretty good other than that. that's why I want to get that hopefully they're going to start on the pond this week. that's why I want to get that pond dug. I'd kind of like to have some some water here. hey, uh myra, go ahead and pray us in here this morning, dear you would real, okay. yes,
7: coach. I will be honored to do so. It is written john fourteen six nine Jesus say unto him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. Mm. And from henceforth ye know him and say, thin him. Philip say unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it sufficient us. Jesus say unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet has that not know me, Philip? He that hath seen me have seen the Father. And how says thou, then show us the Father? Jesus, you are welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you, our released anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: That's the, that's the thing we don't get, right? It's so hard for us to understand that trinity. If you've seen the Father, you've seen me. My Father and I are one and the same. Because we don't understand spiritual things. We see everything from a natural standpoint. Because we see it from a natural standpoint. See, there's a difference between you, the person, the body, and you, the spirit, or the soul. There's a difference. It's not the, it's not the same. And so when uh, Jesus is trying to explain to everybody, hey, I'm here here in a natural earth suit. You're seeing me, but you're not really seeing me because it insides me the same spirit, see, that Holy Spirit that empowers me. Uh, We're all all the same. But you guys are looking at it from a natural standpoint. You can't, you don't get it. You don't get what's going on here. It's It's a mystery. It's not really a mystery. It just takes a little bit of faith to be able to, to be able to believe it and be able to receive it and be able to understand it. Hey, Bobby, Bobby's really been on top of his game for us. Spencer, I don't know where Bobby has put all these videos on our website. Maybe it's on, there it is, right there, folks. if you If you missed um, our uh, our yearly event at Sky High, there they are. Sheila Holm, Pam Popper. John Dislin and Mitchell marcheski and Tom Dunn I'm sorry top five videos are all uh, live videos from from our event at sky high they're all good yeah. they're all really good and I want to uh, pat Bobby on the back of the back of the head the back of the butt whatever for just taking the time and effort and energy to put all those together and get them up Get them up on there. I, I if I were to tell you which one to watch first, I don't I don't know which one to watch first. They're all good. They're all good. They're all good. Uh Paul Goslin. I would say to Paul Goslin, watch Pam Popper. She's tenacious. She's tenacious. That, that, I, be I, you know point.
3: what
5: I watched it, coach man in an hour long. She is tenacious. I having somebody like that on your side when you're you know just a regular guy, that's pretty good.
4: That's pretty good, and you heard her say a hundred million dollars. She said we got to raise a hundred million dollars to fight this fight, and I think she's telling us the truth. I think we're, I think we're going to have to. Uh, my wife, uh, let me ask you a question as we just kind of, as we kind of wiggle. Pardon me, my ear, up, but as we kind of wiggle into it today, here's really the problem uh, I see in America. Really, is nobody really. Let's take, let's take the Bible out of it. Let's, let's remove the Bible. Let's just remove the Bible. Act like it has never been written. Or it's just a fairy tale. It's just uh, Frosty the Snowman. It's just Snow White and the Seven Dorks. It's just, what, it's just, a, it's just a book. Right?
5: Um,
4: what What becomes a standard for right and wrong? How, how do you know something is right? And how do you know if something is wrong? If there, is, if there is no God, if the Bible is not real, what makes killing a baby wrong? Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What makes killing anybody wrong? What's the, what is, what's the standard by which we say it's wrong, murder is wrong, and yet don't define what murder is? What's the standard? What what make what makes stealing from somebody wrong? We all agree with it, right? Even atheists get ticked off when somebody steals something from them. Well, what makes it wrong?
3: Well, because it's a commandment, isn't
4: it? Well, Vinny, there is no Bible, there is no God. What makes? well
3: well, that's right. That's right.
4: Universally, universally, people would believe stealing is wrong. Universal law, right? Innately. Innately, they would believe stealing is wrong. Also, innately, I think, people would be believe that lying is wrong. Nobody likes, innately, nobody likes to be lied to.
3: Also common law.
4: Vinny, throw that stuff out. Just throw that stuff out. Where does common law even come from? What is that thing that makes us number one? First of all, believe in Right no matter what you believe is right, or believe in wrong, no matter what you believe is wrong. What makes something right or something wrong? What is that standard? Because I would tell you this, even though the moral relativists have done everything they can to try to cloud right and wrong, they always still, at the base of it, have right and wrong. Boom. Even a moral relativist, someone who says... uh, Oh, it all depends on your perspective. It all depends on, on the, that's a more relative. Relative meaning, well, you got to compare this to this. It might be wrong in this situation, but it may not be wrong in this situation. And what makes murder wrong? What makes rape wrong? Hey, why would rape be wrong? What's wrong with rape? And who says it's wrong? And Why? If there is no moral law. And the question then becomes where does the moral law come from? Where is it? And Bible tells us, I know you don't agree with the Bible. We had that discussion on Friday, right? Trying to argue the Bible with somebody doesn't believe in the Bible. Where does right and wrong come from? Who determines right and wrong? Supreme Court, elected officials, mom and dad, me? Who? Where if if there is no standard, how do you know if the standard has been violated? That's that's the Oh, I I wish I could say what I'm thinking. I just can't. I just can't. Why do you have to get married? My son-in-law said something to me. uh, Morgan said something to me. He said, you know, uh, if you throw out the Bible, why would you ever get married? Well, I thought about that a minute. If you throw out the Bible, why would you ever get married? Now, Betty Perkins had that wonderful testimony with J.R. on Saturday morning. I don't know how many of you uh, got to to hear her testimony of everything she's been through. Uh, Let me ask you something. If there's no Bible, why is anything that Betty went through wrong? What, What makes it wrong? And so, see, right and wrong in America today, because there is no standard, has become an opinion. That's why we're in the mess that we're in. And that's why, when we, that's why when we go to, uh, our, our guys go and try to make laws for us. We're not, Bible says, can two walk together lest they agree? At any time, take the Bible out of it. Can two guys walk together lest they agree? In other words, can two guys work together if they don't agree with each other? The odds are probably not, probably not. So how do we expect to have a country when there's no standard of right and wrong? How do we, how do we where did it come from? What makes murder wrong? What makes stealing wrong? What makes lying wrong? What makes going out on your wife wrong? What makes sleeping together wrong? What makes abusing a kid wrong? What makes pornography wrong? What makes it wrong? That's our, that's our battle, isn't it? And for too long, those of us who've... Uh, some of us lived almost 70 years already, have watched the elimination of right and wrong. It's been done away with. Everyone doing what is right in his own eyes. Hey, electing right and wrong. That's what we do. We want to elect people that agree with us on what's right and what's wrong. It doesn't work very well, does it? It doesn't work very well. Boy, oh, I got some hands going here. What makes something right and what makes something wrong? And if we're going to straighten this country out, we better figure out some kind of standard that we're all going to agree on. Or oh, we'll never, we'll never get. Huh? But look, I can tell you why abortion is wrong. It's the killing of an innocent human being. Now, maybe you don't think that's wrong. Maybe you don't think killing human beings is wrong. Okay, well then we got a problem. But if you do agree with that killing innocent human beings is wrong, then you have to dehumanize the baby in order to be able to do it. You have to call it a blob of tissue, uh, uh, whatever. It's called it whatever. It's called it something other than a human being. You can kill it. Right? That's what goes on. Change the words, change the world. Reggie, come on in.
7: Thanks, Coach. Going back to your first question. I raised my hand. <laughs> um,
8: it's instinctively or uh, subconsciously a character written upon you so even if you try to take god out of a discussion or an argument it always leads back to something higher because it and you know, nobody can nobody can argue that instinctively you know it's wrong your conscience doesn't let you or permit you to do something it hesitates because you know or you have a, a um an an, amor- uh, an emotion after the act that you know you feel ugly, you feel horrible. So they can deny God all they want. God wrote that on their conscience, on their but, DNA. But,
4: but Reggie, Reggie, Facebook would say it's wrong to speak anything about homosexuals. That would be wrong, right?
8: Well, that's well, well, just humans. But Well, they, well mean- they
4: ban you. They ban you. So, so, speaking poorly about a human, uh, another human being, a, 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 a homosexual. Oh, that's bad. Homosexuality itself—that's not. That's good. That's good. Well, why is that good? What's well, love? Do you, you, you see the conundrum we're in, folks? See the conundrum? That's called moral relativism, situational ethics. It is the religion of the day. Joanne, come on in.
7: Uh, yes, I'm agreeing with Reggie. Um, the Bible tells us that the Lord has written these laws on our hearts, so even if you aren't taught it or, or exposed to it, it's still there. And I believe those that are, are um, <clears throat> for abortion and other things are Luciferians. They're, they're not of God. They're not, um, they're not his chosen. Oh, boy,
4: oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. That opens up something. So, how do you become? What makes you a child of God? Reading the Bible. What what makes right and wrong? Right and wrong according to what? What it? What is that thing? This is deep, Doctor Paul.
5: Yeah, it raises a lot of questions. The standard of care in medicine is what causes so many problems it's the standard that man makes but you know Carl Jung tried to define it as a collective unconscious we all have the same message from the holy spirit i mean that when i first came on the show i'm not really a biblical guy but you know even when i was a kid and betty understands where i'm going with this although i haven't heard her talk um, you know when i was a kid i i knew when i was young when I would go downstairs and I would steal food and bring it upstairs into the attic to eat it. And I, you know, I couldn't get rid of the, uh, the can. So I got always got in trouble. But I, even back then, I knew it was wrong to steal. But was it really wrong for me to steal? Because, you know, we didn't have a lot and I was hungry, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's a tough question. But I knew it was wrong even back when I was a kid, you know, eight years old, you know. Amen. Uh, it's a collective conscience. You know, thank God for it. He's been around for a long time. I mean, the people that wrote the Bible, they understood that humanity had to survive. So you don't have sodomy. You don't play games like that. You protect your children. You know, oh. when I was in med school, I wonder if anybody had a, a conscience when they started talking about doctors having to learn how to kill babies. The standard of care, opiate treatment was demanded and caused so much problem. Today, you know, half of my practice right now in the state of Maine is just helping people out with their opiates, their addictions, particularly now what's going on. I mean, I can't do functional medicine. I'm let me just-
4: ask you, Paul. Hey, Paul, let me ask you, why yes. should you help? Why should you help them?
5: Why should I have what, coach? Why should you help them? Cause, cause it it heightens my soul, coach. <laughs> it Ooh. makes me feel good. It gives me a dopamine surge. I don't. Some, hey,
4: some people, some people get that from crack cocaine.
5: Good for them. You know, I, I chew. I know that's wrong in my heart, right? I, I well, know. But, well, the the
4: point. Them. The point I'm trying to uh, to make is, folks, if we live our lives making something right. And or wrong based on personal personal gratification that's how we end up in the mess that we're in narcissism. i don't mean that you do i i don't mean you're doing that paul right no it's
5: uh, narcissism coach it's right. narcissism.
4: There, yes there's narcissism and i i was uh I, boy i wish i could tell the story but I just i just can't tell the story uh i i folks you, you do know this don't you that uh it's not uh, women. Women today killing their babies. That's not even natural. It's it's not even it's not even natural. folks.
5: That's, not that's
4: my son in law. I've i been feeding I've been feeding the birds. feeding them corn. The raccoons started showing up. Rabbits started showing up. Well, you know what happened next? The raccoons are up at top of the hill going into my daughter's house, going into the garage, eating all the dog food. And so I'm, I'm sitting down in my house. I'm sitting on the back porch, and I'm looking out at these little furry little raccoons. They're just babies. And how cute they are. And my son-in-law's at the top of the hill yelling, shoot him! Shoot them! Shoot them!" Well, I think, golly, why would I shoot him? I'm in there. I invaded their home. Why, why would I shoot him? Right? And he's up there saying, shoot them!" They're eating my dog food. Which one of us is right? We're just right and wrong. Come from Gene. Come on in, Gene. Did you hear me? Jack, come on in while Gene's getting ready. Go ahead, Jack. Sorry, that's right. Now go, Gene.
5: Yeah, okay. We went a long way since I raised my hand, but. We have to realize without God's word, there is no right and wrong, because when Cain killed Abel, there was no law against murder. Right. At that time. And so she- God, God had this God had to instruct through his instruction, that's why he gave us the Bible. And when when he created us, we all had this void within us, an emptiness of knowing God. And without knowing God, we would know no right and wrong.
4: So, so Gino, at some point then, dude, we're going to have to stand up and fight for what's right and what's wrong. We're going to have to, right?
5: Amen.
4: Amen. Folks, not what we think is right and wrong, but what we know is right and wrong. How long are we going to continue to compromise? That's kind of where I'm heading this morning. Compromise is a killer, baby. Compromise is a killer. Right. It's one, one of the things that they're telling us in the church that we need to do. We need to compromise. Jack, come on in.
3: Well, you started out with asking a bunch of questions about what's right and what's wrong, and apparently in Maine, um, rape is okay. It's going to be protected as men's reproductive freedom, according to our governor. Men's reproductive freedom will be protected at all costs. And the the answer to the other question is, um, normalization of words is... When we speak them, we hear them spoken, and we don't say no. That's not what that means.
4: That's right. That's what I'm the heading.
3: Overton Window. That's the normalization of words, and it pushes us so far down the rabbit trail that there's that there's no recovery in real estate and in law. That's called adverse possession. They adversely possess the language, but only if we resist their adverse possession and say no that's not what it means this is what it means
4: we're okay spencer because- spencer spencer pull up b there psalm 73 i got a whole line i'm going to get y'all in here i promise okay i want to bring this up and then we can we can throw this on the table as well uh, i love my wife we were sitting around yesterday <laughs> finally had a quiet morning together actually sunday morning and uh she whipped out psalm 73 actually she just kind of stumbled on it kind of stumbled on it. She didn't whip it out. She stumbled on it. And boy, oh boy. Truly God is good to Israel, Israel being the church, his people. Even to such as are of a clean heart. You have to have a clean heart for God to be good to you. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish. Boy, somebody say amen. Somebody say amen.
7: Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
3: We
4: are envious envious of the foolish, aren't we? And when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They're not in troubles other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride is, encompasses them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. Talking about the lost folks now. The ignorant. They have more than their heart could possibly wish. Folks, did you, have you ever, I, I I went out on a boat yesterday, took our grandkids out on the boat. We have a pontoon boat, right? Not some yacht. We have a boat pontoon boat and i was out there and i was looking all around and i thought lord i got so much crap i got so how many people in the world have a boat how many people in the world can get in their car drive their grandkids a mile walk down a dock and get on a boat and be in the middle of a lake and here i am doing this and there are people that can't even eat They are not in troubles other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Their, therefore, pride encompasses them about as, as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. They are corrupt. Talk about these foolish men, right? These foolish men that we all want to be like is how it started out. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. And we admire them. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. And if I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. See it? You speak the truth, you offend. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. And then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in a slippery place, Lord. Thou castest them down into the destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with tears. 80% of the world has no idea what's going on around us, folks. They're going to be utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one will awaken, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Oh, my Lord. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Why? Because I wanted to be like them. I wanted to have the same stuff they had. Nevertheless, I'm continually with thee, and thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire but you. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my potion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it's good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God, that I might declare all thy works. Whew, that's a picture, isn't it? All of us wanting to have what everybody else has. Matt Tice, come on in.
6: Well, Dave, I think you've hit on the number one problem in America today. If you go back to 2006 and look at uh, Barack Obama, who was a senator out of Illinois at the time, he made his famous statement about the fact that we are no longer a Christian nation but we are a nation of values. We're not a moral nation anymore because morality goes with Christianity. So if he wipes out, we're no longer a Christian nation that does away with our morals. We are a nation of values. He said, so that means if we value burning down a store and robbing a store and rioting and all that kind of stuff, that's it. I mean, that's, that's what we value.
4: Hang on, Matt. Hang on, Matt. Spencer, Good Mr. Webster, look up value. Keep going, Matt. You're on to something.
6: Well, if you, yeah, you look up values is one thing, but more the morals is what you're talking about, Dave. It's the difference yep. between right and wrong. Amen. And only only through Christianity can we have that. You so that's can't why have they, it any other way.
4: That's why they put that, uh, that other word beside it and called moral. Values. That's right. right,
6: Matt. That's right. That's right. We have well, Christianity provides moral values. What Barack Obama, who was going to be the next president for eight years, he pushed values, period. So whatever in the hell you valued, you go That's do. It. So That's Webster it. says value is worth
4: the property or those properties are the thing which render it useful or estimable. Or the degree of that property or of such property. The real value of a thing is its utility, its power right. or its capacity of producing <laughs> or producing good. And so the value of land depends on its fertility or its vicinity to a market or in both price, the rate or worth set upon a commodity, the amount for which something is sold. We say the value of a thing is what will bring in market. So folks, you can have values and no, mar- no morals. That's the point, that's Matt's what that's, that's what they've done. That's what they've done to us. That's what we've created in America, right? My they're body, wrong. my choice. My body, my choice is more important than a baby. A woman has the right now to exalt exalt her needs above that of a child. Because why? It's her value. It's her values, not moral values. What's moral mean? What does moral mean, Spence? Moral, moral relating to the practice, manners, and conduct of men as social beings in relation to each other, Uh, subject to the moral law and capable of moral actions, bound to perform such duties as a moral agent, supported by the evidence of reason or probability. Hey, see, if a woman feels that she wants to be a man, she can be one. It's her values, Right? It's not her morality, it's her values.
3: That's a sonic. Our our silence is consent, coach. Silence is
4: consent. So, Vince, so listen, Uh, here's where I was heading today. I'm going to get there eventually. Uh, We got to stop compromising more and more and more and more and more and more. We should be in the business. I'm sorry. We should be in the business of ticking people off. We should be in that business, friends. Because if we don't get into that business of no more compromise, we will. We got in the mess through compromise. That's a good word. Look that up. Look it up for me, Hunter, Spencer, whoever you are. Compromise. Compromise. Tolerance. A mutual promise or contract of two parties in controversy. To refer their differences to the decision of arbitrators. An amicable agreement between, hey, listen, I never agreed that a man could marry a man. Did anybody ever come to that compromise? Did anybody out there say that a man can become a woman? Did anybody agree to that compromise? Did anybody? Sure out there say, uh, what? No, no, no. Compromise is the devil's brew, baby. And compromises all throughout the church because why? We've been taught not to judge. Who are you to judge? Judge not. Don't judge. Love. Don't judge. Yes, but in order for me to love them, I have to compromise. Well compromise, cause God is love. You get it? You what they've done? Kevin.
0: Well, coach, if there is a standard of right and wrong. Logically speaking, there has to be a standard giver or a standard bearer, and we know that standard bearer to be God, okay? Not no, bad. no, Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, no, it's the Supreme Court. So, well, if you're a legalist, but the, moral, the uh, moral relativists say they come out with, well, you remember this in the 90s, there really is no right and wrong. Okay, well, if there's no right and wrong, okay, and and notice they're hypocrites, okay? They have that law written on their heart just by being human. If you show them pictures of mass graves and women being shot in the back of the head, they'd all say that was wrong. Well, you just said that there's no right and wrong, and if there's no right and wrong, it's just a matter of opinion. What's the difference between Mengele and uh, Mother Teresa? It's just a matter of opinion.
4: So so who's, who's dropped the standard of right and wrong? Whose fault is it that we're in this situation where there is no right and there is no Well, right? <laughs> it's ours
0: because we are supposed to uphold that standard. You know, absolutely. But like I said, they're hypocrites. If you don't think so, go cheat one of them. When they say, well, that's wrong. I say, well, no, that's just your opinion. <laughs> you know, I mean? that's, 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 that's just, that's just that's their that's opinion. Now, you were, making a, you were making a point a minute ago about about wanting what somebody else has. I think it's a very profound point. And, so advice that I was given years back was, don't you ever want what somebody else has if you're not willing to do what they did to get it. Okay, that means not only Joe Schmo down the street that worked his tail off for years and years and sacrificed to get what he had, but also don't want what George Soros has if you're not willing to kill, steal, and destroy to get what he had. You see what I'm saying? It works both ways. Absolutely.
4: Sure does, sure does. Rochelle. Then Janine, Rochelle. Can't okay, you. You muted. You tooted. You muted. Janine.
1: Okay, I guess. I I hope mine doesn't get lost in the. You transition. sound
4: good. You sound. You as, sound good. As everybody
1: is, you know, has kind of touched on it, but I kind of wanted to go. I was going to start to go back where Jean or Matt, um, their thought was. Um, if you look up the word joy in the, in the Bible, it, and you apply it to understand, every time you read it in the Word of God, just go and put the word understand in there as you're reading it. Because if you go back, even to the uh, very beginning, like Jean said, back to the um, uh, Garden of Eden, everything is taught to us. It's a, a, taught is a thought or a behavior, now mm-hmm. in psychology, they'll go and they'll tell you, well, uh, they're taught this behavior. That's why God told us before even the Bible was written, train your children up in the ways of the Lord. And they'll, um, we'll, they'll have the understanding of who he is and what he expects. Then uh, fast forward and we have the word of God and the pure word of God. And we were supposed to teach our children. Even Deuteronomy was supposed to be read to our children once a year. And we failed to do that. So long, along comes like um, uh, Hillary Clinton. It takes a village. They sure have done their job. They have raised our children to understand what they want the morals to be. Instead of what we should have been. So uh, even a baby doesn't know what pain or happiness or fright or respect is. They learn it from their parents first. If they don't learn it from us, they're going to learn it from someone else. So that's why, um, you know, they want your, the, they've wanted the children.
4: But that's the education. That's right. that's that's right.
1: It, it, it all goes, goes back to understanding what we're doing more they most people don't understand what moral law is or even like jr has uh, natural law because they're being taught something else not going back to even like jean said back to the garden where god instructed them we we're mm. just we're we're on tangents here and and yeah. um, everybody wants an answer but it's like what came first the chicken or the egg
4: Uh, How can you judge right and wrong if there is no standard of right and wrong? Good one, Janine. Craig and Bernie. Can't hear you, Craig.
2: Bernie, somebody talk to me. Okay, thanks, Coach. Yeah, you know, if you take the Ten Commandments and then – Just take a look at them. It's just. I don't believe in those. I don't believe in the Bible. (laughs) Just, just taking them off. See what happens. You take it off. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house or thy belongings. All right, seriously, (laughs) in America, all all so much materialism and marketing is about coveting, isn't it? It's all this. It's all this. Yes. Yes. Thou shalt not bear foot against thy neighbor. Well, if there's no law, I mean, there. No wonder they lie. They don't think lying is wrong. Lying is is a tool to achieve their goal, all right? Right,
4: right. Because Because their goal is their happiness. That's their
2: goal. Thou shalt not steal. Well, there's no law against stealing anymore if there's no God because uh, okay. But I can steal from others. I can vote to to steal money from my neighbor by by taxation.
4: How about about lying, uh, Bernie? Is there a law against lying anymore?
2: Well, it's not in man's law. But you better buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know. I mean. I mean. You know. You got a, a dog. Somebody's got their dog in their car <laughs> and the window rolled up. All right. And they're gonna break your window. But if a baby's dying at the hands of a doctor, they're they're just they're they're like, no, that's. Oh, it's it's.
4: Well, we got? Hey, listen. We got pharmaceutical companies that have no accountability for what they do. No accountability, right?
2: Well, here's the no deal: problem. the law, God's law, gives freedom. Man's law gives tyranny.
4: That's right. That's what we're seeing. It's all around us. Amen. Amen. Myra, bump, bump on in here, Myra. Then Jack.
7: Yes, yes, Coach. Thank you. Um, in regard to what Reggie, Jean, Doctor Gosling, Joanne, Matt, Kevin, Janine, and Bernie just said. Um, I say Hebrews ten sixteen. I will make with them order those days, save the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I have written them. Also, uh, we read in Luke nineteen forty that if people don't talk about it, in Luke nineteen forty says, "I tell you," he replied, "If they keep quiet, the stones." Will cry out, Hallelujah!
4: Yes, but the stones aren't crying out, Myra. I I agree with that, right? It goes back to what we were talking about on Friday, and the whole idea that I the I think it was Friday, where I said you can't just preach the Bible. They don't understand the Bible. They don't listen to the Bible. They don't believe the Bible. As soon as you say it, they they turn it off, right? We we have the capability of winning these debates without using the Bible. Folks, if you were just to logically sit down, I'll, maybe you ought to do this later on some today, just sit down and make a logical argument on why abortion should be illegal. Just make a logical argument. Just put, the, just put it down on paper. Questions that you would ask the person who's going to go get an abortion. It would show them the folly of their... Um, argument knowing this that their argument is based on one thing and one thing only my body my choice that's their entire argument and we let my body my choice rule over all these other things that would line up as reasons why they can't do it Right. that is at the heart of it Uh, Paul said that's that's where men are. They're narcissistic. Personal gratification, personal comfort, personal pleasure, despite what the law says. That's why our jails are full. Clay. Craig, get ready. and go bring you back in here, Clay. Go ahead. Uh, Craig, go, Clay.
2: I think there's only right and wrong. Good versus evil. Compromise takes you into a gray area where it allows evil to infiltrate into your goodness and uh, compromising only delays the inevitable. If you're doing what's right, eventually if you compromise, you're either going to have to give in or you're going to have to uh, remove that comporza- compromise from the table.
4: Okay, Clay, but here's where it is, right? By our own words, we, uh, we sell ourselves down the river, right? Because a majority of Christians would call me a fundamentalist. Would you guys all agree with that? I'm a fundamentalist because I believe the Bible as it is written.
3: Imagine that.
4: But when I was coaching football, it was an honor when the other team said, gone, he's a fundamentalist. Man, his kids know how to play. Wow, they step with the right foot. They turn the hips the right direction. They have great tackling technique. Wow, can he teach the fundamentals? But if you do it in Christianity, 80% of Christianity, blah, 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 they don't like the fundamentals.
3: Hey, Coach, the millions are up. They turn all our good words into dirty words, Coach.
4: Well, we've let them do it. We've let them get away with it because we've been what? We've been compromisers, right? We go along to get along. Who are you to judge? Don't make waves. That, that, folks, we've got to start making some waves. Craig, come on in.
6: Can you hear me now, coach?
0: Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, go back to the garden. It's creation is in conflict with creator. That's why the serpent said, in the day you eat, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God. Man wants to be his own God, yet he is not his own creator. That's why in Jeremiah seventeen five 5 says, thus says the Lord Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. So we think we're we're our own gods, that we created all this, and instead we're in conflict with the creator.
4: Amen. 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 It's that carnal nature, by the way. We're in total conflict with it. Rochelle, then Roger. No, Rochelle? Okay, I hear you, Michelle. Roger. I bet we can. Go ahead, Roger. Michelle. Oh, I, I, Off
3: and I, was on, thinking,
0: I was just thinking, Dave, of the last six years on this thing and the number of times that we've highlighted where the church sat down and did nothing. And I think of that a statement from Obama when he said we were not a Christian nation. And I. That's right.
5: I don't recall anybody standing up and saying, Are you serious? Man are you serious? Up, I don't remember
4: anybody standing up Brett, for that. Do you? Hey, Brett, we were, hang on, Roger. No, of course nobody did. Of course nobody pushed back, right? Because we're taught to be non judgmental, right? Christians are not to judge, and, we, and we've swallowed that hook, line, yeah, and but, sinker. There should but have been Dave, a march on Washington when he said that.
0: Dave, I'll play off of that. You know, I think of the last 40 years
5: of this go along to get along, and the church has never been weaker. It did not work that way.
4: That's right. didn't work. It didn't work. No compromise. Time for comp. Hey, folks, listen. I'm going to tell you this. I made this note. I just looked at it. Christianity... And cowardice are anathema. They are absolutely incompatible. Mm. You cannot be a Christian and be a coward. And if you are a coward, your Christianity is very, very weak. Jesus himself told us that you are going to be hated of all men. Hated of all men. He said, they hated me first. Why? Because we are in a kingdom upsetting religion, belief system. We are here to turn the world upside down. And by the way, is that not what they said about the men in Acts, that they turned the world upside down? Yes or no? Yes. And what are we being taught in churches today? No, no. Compromise. With the world, because if you don't compromise with the world, you're going to come across as a fundamentalist and a bigot, and you're not going to win people for Christ. Love them into the kingdom. Well, I love them into the kingdom. What does it mean to love somebody? The Bible says, when the Lord loves, He chasteneth." God, they have fed us a, they fed us a crock. Risham, we'll give you another shot.
8: I came in on my phone, Coach. I'm sure it will work. There you go. Okay. Um, Abortion and homosexuality and all of these, pornography, those are all symptoms. God is the issue. So, yes, it's true. Have we let them set the agenda and frame the debate, and we've been foolish enough to accept these crazy terms of their engagement? but um this is what this is what i'm trying to say we do have to find a way to reframe this entire or the, this playing field in order to make god the issue within this culture this is what 4th of july right so yes. no question the biggest difference between the america of now and the america of 1776 is the god of the bible has been banished from our culture um, amen but but I, I also want to encourage everyone because he is the answer to every dysfunction dysfunction, as individuals and as a society. And um, listen, if there is no God, then the question of life is truly meaningless.
4: Okay, so let me, let me, let me, this just popped into my head. Thank you, Rochelle. Uh, this just popped in my head. I want you to think right now over, I was watching, I was read. I wasn't watching. I was reading something Pat Robertson wrote a couple, I don't know, 10 years ago. Remember Pat Robertson, right? I want you to go back, and I want you to think right now with me today. Of all, uh, during the 1980s, the, the uh, 90s, the 2000s, the Reagan Revolution, the values voters, the uh, silent majority, uh, Pat Robertson, You can run down the names of the guys. Has there been one, I hate to use this word, but we need to use it, one militant, uncompromising ministry out in front saying, we will oppose evil on every turn. Or has most of the Christian program you've seen been about having a more comfortable life, Living, living peacefully? And if you if you think, can you name one right now? Operation Save America with Flip Benham was an edgy, frontline ministry that the mainstream church hated.
8: Adrian Rogers, the people hated him, and he was very good. He died. Let in me ask
4: you, okay, he did. He did some good talking. What did he organize, Betty? What did he organize? Uh, you, you mean to tell me with all these Christians and all these people, we, we can't organize and push back. We can't. We can, I, it's it's absolutely
6: coach. I can name two. I, I added to Operation Save America, pass the salt ministry, and missionaries to the preborn. You get my point,
4: right, Dale?
6: i know you're doing, coach. I live in your world, which is we're not only hated by the world, we're hated by the pretend salt. That's right. That's right. That's right. And quote so- Thomas Paine. What did he say? It is the duty of a patriot to take up arms and defend its country against its own government.
4: That's what it says. In fact, it's a constitutional right in the Declaration of Independence, right? It says that it is our right, it is our duty to throw off such government. No, no, no. We're too busy compromising with the government. Don Balls. Yes.
0: What Go. about uh, Randall Terry? Operation. Uh,
4: Does Operation
2: uh,
0: Save America?
4: Yep, that was good. But listen, okay. listen. What? Okay, hang on. Listen, okay. I agree with you. What if what if what if Billy Graham or Franklin Graham had turned their massive operation into an uncompromising defense of the gospel? What's Franklin Graham do most of now? Feeds the poor. Right? Mercy ministry. Where in the hell is the general upon whose horse you can get on and ride to storm the gates of hell. Folks, there aren't any. There aren't any. Because why? It costs something. It costs something. And all the great Christian ministries that are, I, I was going to do this last week, the Christian charities that are sucking up all the money to make people feel good about their slavery makes me want to barf. Don Voss, come on in.
0: I was just going to say, Coach, that it it is about um, the creator and the usurper, right? It's it's the clash of two kingdoms, and there's anarchy where there's no order, and the creator has order, and the anarchist is the usurper.
4: They don't want any order, do they? No. Amen. Amen. That's
0: who they follow, and you are right. Um, We're not going to get there unless
3: we put some skin in the game.
4: So and so Don Don the we, we got these J January 6ers still locked up in jail. Is Franklin Graham doing anything to help him? Family Research Council focus no, on the family? On. Huh? No.
0: No. no they're not they're not worried called. about the butts in the seats and the, and the yeah. fake conversions. They're feeding You're the right.
4: porn hating. They're feeding the, the porn eighty.
0: The disciples and, did what turned the world and, upside down and that's our duality yeah. coming to the real transfiguration or not transfiguration but the the real Transformation of your heart.
4: So, right. folks, who's going to who's going to feed the people in Haiti if America goes under? Huh? Somebody tell me that. Who's going to feed them? Who's going to send these missionaries around the world if America goes under? Wake the hell up! Wake up, Glenn. Come on in.
0: Yeah. So most, you know, most of the churches today, they they don't have the mindset that Past the Salt has, or the missionaries to the preborn, or you know, King Jesus Ministries. They, they, have a, they are a seeker-friendly church. It's about coming in, and we're going to feed you with uh, a lot of programs. And then they think that that's equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And it's really not.
4: That's no, not at the, all.
0: They, 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 don't have a, they don't have a mindset of, of going out. Beyond they don't the have
4: they don't have any idea what the works of the ministry is. I gotta throw this. I only got four minutes. Hey Spence hey Spencer, throw up my uh throw up the picture of the Pope. I think most of you saw this, but maybe you didn't. Nancy Pelosi and the Pope. Now zoom in, Spencer. Look at that handshake. Folks, look at that handshake. You say, Coach, what are you saying? Well, Spencer don't I have a link there about the masonic handshake?
3: Oh.
6: Really?
4: I
3: didn't Let's see, see it that and, and I know so goes.
6: Huh?
4: Look at the, right there it is. Isn't, isn't that the, is not is pass grip of a master. Is that not the handshake? There it is. Right there right there. Go back to go back to their hand. Go back you to their hand.
5: Nailed it, brother.
4: Huh? You know anybody shakes hands like that? Anybody know anybody shakes hands like that?
3: Hey they told someone did to shake my hand like that once and then I gave him a real weird look.
4: Huh? Oh my goodness, the Luciferians are right amongst us. Can I tell you something else that really ticks me off? I give me the picture again. This is just me. I've always been very sensitive to this because I'm uh, I'm not real tall. So I said, man, that pope looks small. How how tall is the pope? So I looked it up. Pope's five foot nine, they say. So he didn't look that big. So I looked up Nancy Pelosi. How tall is Nancy Pelosi? Uh, Five foot. Nancy Pelosi's five foot, and the pope's five nine. Huh. Some something going on here, boys and girls.
5: <laughs> Through my eyes, six foot icicle so, and heels.
7: <laughs> Look at that handshake! Look he at that handshake! Heels on. High heels.
4: High heel. oh, that better be high, huh? Yeah, because yeah. The
2: handshake added uh, eight inches to her.
4: Well, uh, anyway, Doctor Paul, come on in. We got a couple minutes left. And, um, uh, you
5: know, And Maine stands up which is how I kind of got to meet you through – I don't know how that actually happened. But anyway, so they have a group of people that are all upset about being forced to get the jab because, of course, that's their bodies, right? But they're sitting out there, a group of women, and they're demanding that they get their right to kill babies. Uh, And (laughs) And what a duplicitous world we live in. Like, no. And I can argue all day long, and it's almost like I want to get off Facebook. I want to get off of this, and I want to be like John and be hated by the world because that's what it's going to happen. I, I don't care about if I hurt your feelings anymore,
7: folks.
4: We can't, we can't worry about it, man. We can't worry about it anymore. We have to up our Annie. Myra.
7: Yes, Coach. Um, in agreement with you in regard to making waves. Uh, there has been a shift in the spirit. Either you're a Christian or a cohort. I'm sorry, James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Hallelujah.
4: Let him not expect anything from God. Betty, quickly.
8: Well, I guess I've been offending a lot of people lately, and uh, one last thing I just did was uh, happy fourth to some of my family with a distress flag, upside-down flag. So they're not happy
4: with me. No, no, no. It's just time to celebrate and watch fireworks. Let them throw tyranny all over the top of us, Uh, folks. uh, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm the eternal optimist. Great things are getting ready to happen. Lake Mead's running dry. No water in LA. No food on the highways. Oh, gas, $8 a gallon. Oh, yeah. Something's happening here.
8: We'll see you tomorrow.